0: So the question this morning really for me for me, and for you guys is, so what about you? What does prayer look like for you? And Heather's already preached the whole thing for me. Prayer looks like different things for different people. It looks like pattern. It looks like walking. It looks like listening. It looks like running. I love geographically running through the town. It helps me to pray for the town. It looks like meditation for some. It looks like sitting quietly to others. I was talking to someone this week in the church and they didn't want to tell their story, but I'm going to share their story anonymously. They said, the prayer course transformed my prayer life. Because I thought it was just this one thing and I just talked and God didn't really hear, did he or didn't he? But when I did the prayer course, I saw there's so many different ways to to engage with God. And when I engaged with him in different ways, I met him. What an amazing tool we had. So what does prayer look like for you? I love this quote by Max Lucado, I think it's going to pop up here. For most of us, prayer is probably that thing I'm not great at, that thing I don't know what to say, that thing I get it wrong, I get distracted. Max Lucado said, our prayers may be awkward, yes. Our attempts may be feeble, yes. But since the power of prayer is in the one who hears it and not in the one who says it, our prayers make a difference. The power of prayer is not in how you say it, perfectly eloquent like some of us think other people are or pathetically feeble like most of us think we are. Of course we know that, but do we remember that? Do we remember that? The power of prayer is in the fact that we're praying to, we're speaking to, we're waiting on, we're listening to, we're walking with, we're working with. The King of kings and Lord of lords. And so I pray, God, help us remember that. If nothing else this morning, God help us remember that. But here's an important question again that I've asked them both. Can you remember a significant moment in your life when God has met you in prayer? Even one Because if you can, you need to grasp onto that, remind yourself of it, tell it to your friends. As I was thinking about this, do you realize the whole story of the Bible is the story of God doing absolutely amazing, world-changing things? And it's also the story of pathetic, forgetful, feeble people like you and I forgetting. <laughs> we've just crossed the Red Sea. Oh, God can't help us. Two minutes later, we've just God, Jesus just fed five thousand. Jesus, where are we getting bread? We've just God's just done this. The story of the Bible is God doing stuff and us forgetting it. So, has there been a significant moment you've had in prayer? We've just heard a couple remind yourself of it, and remind your friends, remind your family of it. I just had a beautiful, an amazing reminder the other night about the reality of the spiritual world we're in. Um, Fiona and I have gone through a season of not a lot of sleep. Um, we've moved house a month ago. Uh, we started back to this church, you know, the stress meeting. Fiona started back to school and the stress of that. We also have a one-year-old who most often sleeps, but went through a season of not doing that. We have an eight-year-old now, yesterday or two days ago, who most often sleeps, but went through a season of nightmares. And about six weeks into this, literally, we are grouchy. I'm short, I'm, we're snapping, we're fighting more, I'm reacting more poorly to the kids. I'm not just making that up, that's all reality. And I'm lying in bed, this is about two weeks ago, and we'd gotten to bed about midnight, and John had woken up crying at about two And I didn't really sleep after that. Lily woke up with a nightmare at 4. And then at 5 a.m., John, one-year-old, wakes up again. And he's wailing. And all of a sudden, it hit me. God, what if, is there something bigger going on here? Or is this just a season? And I was praying, God, you are in control. You are all-powerful. And I just whispered to myself, Satan, you have No authority here. That's it. And no joke. Silence. And I was like... And I still didn't sleep. But I was like, whoa. We are in the middle of a spiritual battle. And it's... Well, it also is, but it's often the subtle things. It's not, you know, mountains splitting and crazy, huge things happening. It's temptation, it's tiredness, it's anger, it's, it's, it's frustration, it's kids crying, it's frustration. It's, it's, it's the little things. Because Satan is not stupid. But he's also not as powerful as the king of kings and lord of lords who lives in us. Satan, you have no authority here. And I totally needed to be reminded of that. And I want to remind you guys of that. God speaks and he acts today. But I loved uh, Heather's stories well and we almost didn't really have time for it, but I wanted to tell it anyway. about the reality that we hear, yeah, Paul, that's great. That's a great story, isn't it? God spoke in the middle of the night or he silenced your baby. Or God said this to you or God did that. I don't hear that. And we all have those moments in our life. You heard this. You got that. I don't have that. But I love that Heather said, and I'm sure it wasn't the two minutes into the park. Sometimes we need to go, God, I believe in you, but I don't see you. And I'm going to go walk around this park, or I'm going to sit in this chair, or I'm going to lie on my back, or I'm going to do whatever until you show up. Because I believe you're real, and I want you to move. And that's a 2020 or whatever year that was story, but it's also a biblical story. We've all, Lots of us have read the story of Habakkuk this year, and Habakkuk's basically a story about a guy who sees evil in the world and doesn't see God changing any of it and is frustrated and he makes these two big complaints against God. And then he says in Habakkuk 2 verse 1, I will take my stand at the watch post and station myself on the tower and look to see what he will say to me. God, I've heard the stories. We've got the book, Genesis, Exodus, I've seen these things but you're not moving now. You're not showing me you're alive. I'm going to wait here. I'm going to walk here. I'm going to stand here till you move. I guarantee some of us need to do that. But that takes time. It takes will. It takes humility. I haven't seen that. But that's reality for many of us. So what does prayer look like for you? Not what does it look like for me. Not what does it look like for Heather or Dan. What does prayer look like for you? When you've experienced God, if you've had, what does the pattern look like? What does the place look like? What does the routine look like? Organic or structured, free-flowing worship music, silence. And all I want to do in a couple minutes... This morning. Whether you are a prayer warrior, and there's probably people in this room that we imagine as the prayer warriors, they probably don't think of themselves as this. Or whether you're a fumbling um, prayer delinquent or prayer apprentice, I just want to give us three I via Pete Gregg, via this book. <laughs> The prayer course, that's what that person was so transformed by. Read it. Brilliant. I want to give us three quick takeaways for this morning. Keep it simple. Pete Gregg, at the start of this book, told his son he's going to write a book about how to pray. And his son goes, Dad, that's simple. You just say, Dear God, chat to him for a bit, and then say, Amen. (laughs) I I love that. Dear God, Amen done it's so simple do you know the most famous prayer the prayer we all know the our father depending on how you learned it or the lord's prayer depending on what you called it in its original language is 31 words i bet you wish sometimes when we prayed in church it was only 31 words and this is basically it our father in heaven holy is your name worship Whatever that looks like. God, you're awesome. You're above me. You're, you're holy. Worship. Your kingdom come. Submission. You're God and I'm not. And then basically three things. Help us. Us. Forgive us. Lead us. Jesus didn't make it complicated. But sometimes we imagine it to be unbelievably complicated. Keep it simple. And I say that to me as strongly as I say it to you. So just talk. And don't talk a lot. Matthew 6, 7, Jesus said, Don't babble on like the hypocrites, because your Father in heaven knows what you need even before you ask him. So just talk. Don't talk eloquently, necessarily. Don't talk profoundly. Just talk. Just say a little. Just listen. That is key. I'm a rubbish listener. My wife, maybe say, in general. But to God. Mother Teresa said this. God speaks in the silence of the heart. Listening Is the beginning of prayer. That was so profound to me to hear. What's my beginning, God? This is what's going on. I need this. I need that. Desperately often, listening is the beginning of prayer. A guy called Strahan Coleman said this, it's going to come up here. Prayer is letting God steer our spirit toward what is on his heart. Who is on his heart? Not God, this is what's going on today. These are the people that I'm going to meet. This is actually how I want you to open their hearts or lives or help you. This is is how you're going to do it? I love that. Prayer is God's... Prayer is letting God steer our spirit to what's on his heart. And here's another profound thing. Just read... I don't know how to pray. I don't know how to listen. Brilliant. Just get your Bible open and read. Nicky Gumbel, famous pastor, Holy Trinity Brompton, made the uh, Alpha Course famous. He said, when I pray, I often start by reading the Bible because I think it's more important that I hear God's voice than he hears mine. I love that. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Paul, Coles, keep it simple. Keep it real. You know when you talk to your parents, you filter what you say? (laughs) When you talk to the people at work, you filter what you say? God does not want or need a filter. He's a big boy, the biggest. Back to Matthew 6, 7. Because your Father in heaven already knows what you need before you ask him. God deserves us to speak to him in the reality. He doesn't deserve it. He, he's king. He knows you. In anger, he knows it. In frustration, he knows it. In fear, he knows it. In celebration, he knows it. In anxiety, he knows it. In victory, he knows it. Your best friend, your partner, your parents, The God of the universe wants the reality and the rawness of all that from us. God, help us not to be fake with you, even if we're fake with everyone else. Keep it real. Keep it simple. Keep it real. And keep it up. Pete Gregg says, The greatest person who ever lived was preeminently a man of prayer. Before launching out in public ministry, he fasted for more than a month in the wilderness. Before choosing his 12 disciples, he prayed all night. When he heard the devastating news that his cousin John had been executed, he withdrew by a boat privately to a solitary place. After feeding the 5,000, he was understandably tired, but his response was to climb a mountain to pray. When the pressures of fame threatened to crush him, Jesus prayed. When he was facing his own death in the Garden of Gethsemane, bleeding with fear and failed by his friends, he prayed. Even during those unimaginable hours of physical and spiritual torment upon the cross, Jesus cried out to the one who had apparently forsaken him. Jesus prayed and prayed. He prayed and he prayed. And that's, we say, that's Jesus. But that's, what what does Jesus need to pray for? The source of life and power, even for the king on earth, was prayer. God, help us to recognize that. I got a text from someone last night, a friend of mine, and he must have read the email or whatever because I didn't even tell him I was speaking on this, but he said, I'm praying for you tomorrow morning. He said, there won't be a single believer in front of you tomorrow who feels like they pray enough. And I have this deep sense that God the Father would want people to be freed from that because he's your daddy and he just wants to spend time with you a little or a lot i love that there's not a single person here you think it's just you but there's not a single person here who thinks they pray enough but your daddy just wants to spend time with you. Jesus used the word our father, and he used the word Abba, which is not the formal, distant God, is the close, personal, intimate God, and and in fact is the God in us. And if I leave you with nothing else, if I leave me with nothing else, can I leave us with that? The holy habits are not a guilt thing. They cannot be a guilt thing. But I want to know a God who wants to know me." So keep it simple, talk, listen, read, keep it real, raw, happy, sad, angry, joyous, frustrated, and God help us to keep it up. Holy Spirit of the living God, hear with us, and as followers of Christ, actually in us, help us to talk, help us to listen, help us to wait, help us to worship, help us to pray. Jesus, I pray this in your name.